This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I'm Janice Dean. I'm Brett Baer. I'm Martha McCallum, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Thursday, August 10th, 2023. I'm Ryan Schmelz. As the intense fighting continues in Ukraine, Russia setting its sights on Ukraine's natural resources, specifically their wheat stores. What they call uh, Vladimir Putin's uh, weaponizing food, the war on food that, that, that he is doing. They're sort of emphasizing it by, uh, by blasting uh, warehouses at various ports around the Black Sea. This is the Fox News Rundown, Evening Edition. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. A mass evacuation was ordered in some Ukrainian cities as Russia intensifies its rocket attacks. Meanwhile, just weeks after Russia exited a grain deal that would allow safe passage of grain to countries most in need, Russia's military is now attacking grain sites and ports, making life even more challenging for those trying to feed their families and threatens worldwide food prices and food security. Russia decided to pull out of uh, what was called the Black Sea grain deal uh, that happened uh, last month. We're speaking with Fox's senior foreign affairs correspondent, Greg Palcott, who's currently in Ukraine's capital, where he's spoken to leaders and those living in a country at war. It had been facilitated uh, by Turkey and the UN. It allowed uh, grain supplies coming from Ukraine to travel through the Black Sea, through Turkey, and then onwards. They had been blocked for nearly a year by uh, Russian efforts to tamp down on any uh, excess exports coming from Ukraine that would give them money and uh, facilitate their own war operations. But uh, frankly, it was a big break for uh, the uh, hundreds of millions of people, especially in developing countries, that uh, were receiving this grain, uh, had been, and then it was cut off. And then uh, again, it was cut off again by uh, Russia when it decided to pull out. Uh, Ukraine is looking at a couple of different ways to try to try to get the grain out, but it's it's difficult. Uh, they can use the Danube River ports, but uh, they are uh, a small in size. They can do it on on trains and trucks, but again, that doesn't do the job. Just today. We, in fact, went out and visited with a, with a farmer about an hour and a half outside of Kyiv, and he showed us mounds and mounds of uh, wheat grain that he can't do anything with, that he would be shipping out. It would be money for him, but also it would be valuable.
valuable food for, for folks all across the world. And he was very concerned about it, and uh, we, we could see the result of uh, what they call uh, Vladimir Putin's uh, weaponizing food, the war on food that, that, that he is doing. We, we got one more note, Ryan, uh, late today that Ukraine is going to try to open up what they call humanitarian corridors through the Black Sea, allowing some commercial shipping to go through that. But that's Ukraine allowing it. Uh, at the end of the day, Moscow has the last word on whether it would facilitate the restart once again of export of food or whether they would uh, tangle using their military forces. And there's a lot of them down there near Crimea, near uh, parts of the Russian mainland that uh, fronts on uh, the Black Sea, Ryan. And if we go back to talking about that grain farmer, you know, I, my family grew up farming, you know, several generations and, you know, running a farm is already hard enough in and of itself. But you throw in the fact that your country is at war, supply chains are probably a mess. What kind of challenges does he face with everything going on right now? Huge challenges. A, a sweet guy. He gave us a details of what he's had to do. He he had to get rid of his whole corn harvest from from last year. He just gave it to local farmers so they could they could feed their their animals. He couldn't sell it. He tell, tells us for he, he has to diversify a little bit and uh, uh, go into vegetables and other things that are a little bit easier to ship. But yeah, he showed us a big warehouse with a mountain of uh, a wheat grain there that he can't do anything with. He says he's upset. Obviously, he's losing revenue, but but he knows that he's upset uh, also about uh, the people who, who need that grain, who need that food. And he's also aware of one other challenge. You were talking about uh, challenges for farmers here. Uh, there are uh, farmers who really have to deal with uh, offensive activity. He's sort of northeast of Kiev, but once you go southeast of Kiev, then you uh, get closer and closer to the front line, closer and closer to uh, Russian uh, military uh, shelling and, and, and missiles. And uh, yes, being a farmer in Ukraine, uh, considered one of the breadbaskets of the world, uh, not an easy job right now, Ryan. Not at all. And you know, it's just crazy to think all that supply and just nothing you know, being done with it. And, and I think this also comes as Russia is now bombing grain sites and ports. What kind of impact is that having uh, on, on just you know, the country in itself? And does it have an impact on us here as well and the rest of the world? Yeah, absolutely, Ryan. Uh, not, not just uh, breaking off their agreement, uh, again, through the UN and Turkey for this international uh, uh, export, once again, of the, of the grain, but they're sort of emphasizing it by, uh, by blasting uh, warehouses at various ports around the Black Sea, uh, port facilities, uh, including uh, maybe the most famous uh, and well-known of the ports, uh, Odessa. That has been going on, and, uh, and uh, they're trying to just sort of underline uh, what they are saying and they will this is one more way they can uh, open up another line of offensive activity against uh, Ukraine. Ukraine's having, you know, nothing to do with it. Uh, they have been uh, responding in kind uh, just in the past week since we've been here. They've been using uh, quite unique naval drones. That is uh, just a small robot boats filled with explosives. And they, they've already hit two uh, Russian naval ships. And they've, they've also uh, hit uh, Russian uh, ports with uh, aerial drones. So. They're giving it back to Russia in some way, but basically Ukraine has almost no navy, so they've got to be clever about it, Ryan. And, and also, I believe we just had a recent assassination attempt on, on President Vladimir Zelensky. What, what, what kind of details do we know about that as of right now? 
This broke, uh, Ryan, a, a couple of days ago, and it related to a, a trip that uh, Zelensky made uh, to the south of uh, Ukraine uh, just about two weeks ago, the, the, the end of July. And it turned out some a local there, friendly with, the, uh, with uh, Russian contacts, uh, was gathering information about uh, uh, Zelensky's uh, uh, trip on that day. He went into a military hospital, he visited a base, he was moving around, and uh, uh, Ukrainian uh, secret uh, service, uh, basically their intelligence service, uh, caught on to this woman doing this. And uh, the, the concept was, they explained a few days ago when they revealed this, that uh, the woman would give information to the Russians. The Russians would target exactly where Zelensky was going to be. And they would, then they would uh, release an, an airstrike on him and, and hope to kill him. So sort of, you know, they can say it was just a, a general act of war rather than an assassination which 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 are up the stakes uh, from the Kiev government. Uh, they say they a uh, disrupted this in time and and b they've uh, arrested this woman and uh, they're aware that the Ukrainian President Zelensky, as he moves around Ukraine and frankly he does quite a bit of it in the last 17 months of this war, is exposing himself. But Zelensky thinks it's the risk and uh, the officials here are, are just trying to protect him, Ryan. Yeah, right. We, we see him on his feet quite a lot on the on the front lines in different cities, touring damage and, and talking to troops. And certainly, you know, he's also still doing his diplomacy work, you know, traveling to different countries. But it, it seems like every time he is out and about, he really is a target, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. And, and Ryan, he, he goes right up to the front line, uh, uh, to the eastern part of this country, the southern part of this country, visiting with the troops. He, he's frankly turned out to be one of the uh, real uh, uh, secret weapons of, of, of this brave Ukrainian fight against this, these Russian invaders. Uh, the guy was a comedian. The guy was an actor on television just a, a few years before he was elected. And uh, he's definitely risen to the occasion. I, I think your listeners uh, know, know very well how much he is uh, he's been out and about not, not just in Ukraine but yeah internationally and uh, frankly uh, we've been following him and talking to him in press conferences and such for from the very beginning and uh, his English has gotten pretty good too so he's learned diplomacy and, and he knows that he has to get as much of the world as he can behind him to do battle with this uh, nuclear superpower that uh, Russia still remains right we have been speaking to Greg Palcott, Fox's senior foreign affairs correspondent currently in Kyiv, about the latest from the front lines of Ukraine. And part of that is convincing the world to send weapons over, send aid packages over. What, what kind of weapons are they asking for right now on the Ukrainian front? I think the most important thing, Ryan, is, is uh, number one, uh, long-range missiles. Uh, they're getting it from, uh, from the UK. They're getting it from uh, France. Uh, Germany just today is announcing that they're, they're going to come up with those, and they're, they're pressing the U.S. to do more on that front. The U.S. has been a little bit reticent. It doesn't want U.S. missiles flying into Russian territory. For, I, I think that is what the Biden White House is concerned about and why they've been a little bit reticent. But frankly, they've been providing billions and billions of dollars worth of military aid. So uh, you can't say the U.S. has been uh, on, in the, on the back foot on this. It has been really strong. So, yes, uh, long long-range missiles, uh, uh, fighter jets. There's very little air cover for the Ukrainian forces as they wage their uh, counteroffensive uh, against Russia. And, and that is the one missing bit of this whole uh, new wave of military action by Kyiv in the last two months. And so they're pressing uh, 
the U.S. for, uh, for example, F-16 fighter jets. And there, there's there's some give on the long-range missiles. There's some give on, on the uh, the fighter jets, and uh, and also just uh, general kind of uh, hard, military hardware to deal with the masses and masses of landmines that the, the Russians have had a chance to lay down for the last six to eight months on the front line, and anything to try to detect those, to blow them up, to to have uh, vehicles that are resistant to mine blasts. That could be a, a big plus that the, uh, the Ukrainians are looking for too, Ryan. And we talk about the weapons that are being sent here. Certainly, you know, I'm in Congress right now. And, and one thing that's debated throughout the halls of Congress is is how much we're supposed to be sending over to Ukraine. And all, but also there's been a really big push, especially when we had the National Defense Authorization Act being discussed about getting some provisions in there that would have some accountability for the, the supplies and the weapons that the United States is sending to Ukraine, because there have been reports that some of the weapons have been unaccounted for and some of the aid has been unaccounted for. Do you hear anything like that on the Ukrainian front, that they want to make sure that if the United States is sending something over, that it's able to get to where it's supposed to go? Yeah, I think that's a very important point, Ryan. Uh, there is a, a sad recent history in Ukraine of uh, corrupt activity in the government among business. And uh, the folks here are very much aware of that and conscious of that. And as they, number one, pitch for uh, more weaponry from uh, not just not just the U.S., but, but the NATO countries and other Western and, and international allies, they, they try to make that point that they are, again, being very careful and very transparent about what they're doing with, with the weaponry, what is going on. There have been some uh, crackdowns on some uh, internal domestic uh, corruption matters, I would say. Just this week, for example, uh, there's been uh, some people held accountable for uh, uh, getting people out of the draft, you know, getting paid off so you, you don't have to uh, enlist or serve in the army. So there's been a small-scale corruption that that has been looked after but I think in general uh, authorities like Transparency International and other anti-corruption groups feel that Ukraine has made uh, good strides and is, is trying to move towards that end of being completely transparent and uh, they know that that's a way they can they can keep the Western uh, military uh, supplies uh, coming in right and last question here, you know, just kind of give us an idea what the morale is like right now. You know, there's I'm sure the Ukrainians are aware that there are some reports that maybe uh, American support for aid might be waning a little bit here and there. But there still is, you know, a, obviously a big bipartisan push in the United States. But is, is the morale still high on the Ukrainian front or is there any type of concern there? Yeah, certainly there is that concern. I mean, we had a, a sit down with uh, arguably the top aide or one of the top aides to uh, President Zelensky yesterday, uh, National Security uh, Secretary uh, Alexei Danilov. And uh, yes, he, he's... I, I put it to him. I said, listen, there are voices on the Republican side. There are voices uh, running for uh, the White House that are speaking uh, against uh, these levels of military aid and, and, and what would you do? What, what, how would you deal with that? And frankly, I, I think the thought is, is so so disturbing for them that they just bull their way through it. And uh, I think the line, the, one of the lines that we got from this gentleman was that at the end of the day, it is about democracy. Democracy must 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 win. And so we are sure democratic uh, uh, forces 
powers outside of Ukraine will not let us down. Uh, frankly, frankly, if that happens, then uh, all bets are off because the only way that they've, along with a lot of brave fighting and a lot of strong will here in Ukraine, the way they've stayed in the game is with uh, so much uh, Western military aid coming in, right? Really excellent reporting. Uh, Greg Palkot, he's a senior foreign affairs correspondent now in Kiev. We thank you for joining us on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. Thank you, Ryan. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com.